You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. All right, what's up, golf dads? I'm Jared, and with me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Brian and Trevor. Welcome back this week, guys. Uh, We're here to make you a better dad and a better golfer. And the big question this week we get a lot is, how do I include my family in golf more? And so this week, we're going to dive into that with the easiest thing you can do this weekend with your family, which is to watch a golf movie on movie nights. You're going to be a super husband, a super dad, and maybe we'll make you a better golfer. So guys, welcome. And I got to kick off and let you guys know, did you guys know that we got a one-star review? Did you see that? (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah, apparently not everyone thinks we're worthy of five stars. So we have a one-star review out there and our call to action this week, listeners, just so you know, we need some reviews to help out. So when you go on iTunes, give us a little boost. But I want to talk about that review. And, you know, really going into it, I I started to think about the review and I I lost a little sleep. But then I was thinking, you know who else gets a lot of one-star reviews out there, guys? Nicolas Cage. Oh, your hero, Jared. Your hero. (laughs) I love Nicolas Cage. He is a model actor and he really gets into those characters. And I know he's got some one-star reviews out there. Not every movie is a beauty with Nick Cage. Um, But my favorite Nick Cage movie, Con Air. Oh, boy. (laughs) Have you guys seen Con Air? It's been a while. I have not seen it. It's like Ving Rhames and like Steve Buscemi or something like that, right? Uh, Absolutely. Ving Rhames, Steve Buscemi. Um, You got John Cusack. Don't Don't forget John Cusack is in the movie. Brian, wow. you have never seen Con Air? I've never seen Con Air. I, I think I read one of the one-star reviews on Con Air, and I just stayed away. So, um, convince me, Jared. I, I want to know why oh, I should watch Con, Con Air. Air. Con Air defined my youth, and it, it's not going to be our movie recommendation this week for you and kids, but when your boys get a little older, Con Air will help hopefully define their youth also. It is a total believable movie. The plot is just epic. I mean, don't they, uh, it, it really don't they like it, uh, resurrect like a broken down plane in a desert or something and try to like they actually make it fly somehow. After that's a different broken. movie. That, that's okay. well, they are, they do land in the desert and they have some issues and they got to get it bailed out. But um, you know, the whole premise of the movie is that uh, Nicholas Cage is is being released basically, right? And so, what better way to get him to where he needs to be than to put him on this plane with the worst criminals possible? Like, totally <laughs> believable. He's going to be put on this plane and he's going to be a free man, but he just gets one last ride. And mm. it's so when I watched it, I know there are a lot of one star reviews on Con Air, but I started looking for the five star reviews because. Oh, I, I got to know more. And Brian, this is perfect since you've never watched it. So I looked it up. It's got plenty of five-star reviews. And I wanted to share with you guys this one from, from Jamie Justice on Amazon. She gives it a nice review. And her review is called, Just Put the Bunny in the Box and Watch It. And here's her <laughs> review. Thank you, to uh, Jamie, for this excellent review. While my husband despises this movie, I've watched it three times in the past month. Between Nick Cage's horrendous Southern accent, 
I'm from Tennessee, it's offensive, and a thin storyline at best. The plot and acting leave a bit to be desired, but what it lacks in actual cinematic cred, it makes up for in lots of explosions. Don't overthink it. If you start thinking, you'll wonder why a plane full of the country's craziest criminals isn't more secure and it's all downhill from there. (laughs) But the upswing of the movie is some humorous lines a weird scene with Steve Buscemi. <laughs> there you go, Travis. Shout out to Steve Buscemi. He's in go. an abandoned swimming pool. Plus, Nick Cage eventually ends up in a dirty white tank top, essential for any action movie, and he is ripped. So there's a payoff at the end for anyone looking to oogle some sweaty Nick C. This movie has what any action movie should. A lot of vehicles... There's a vintage car, helicopters, motorcycles, fire trucks, and of course, an aircraft paired with a lot of ridiculously awesome explosions and topped with a love story to end all love stories. A dude just wants to get back to Alabama to see his wife and child after being wrongly imprisoned and sent via inmate death plane. Check out a bit and check out this movie and put the bunny in the box. Five stars. I mean, What's so I wonder. What's the bunny in the box reference? <laughs> well, Is he's it? going home to see his daughter, so he gets her a bunny. Oh, he's being oh, a good dad, and he's got a bunny, and he he's just – the guy takes it out of the box and plays with it, and he's like, put the bunny in the box. Okay. Okay. It's been a while. So, it's been a while. So I, I think I just watched the movie, Jared. That was great. You did. It's excellent. <laughs> I think that's awesome. So the, that was a good review. Five stars for Con Air. Thank you, Jamie Justice. And I got to ask you guys, are we the Nicolas Cage of podcasts? I mean, or maybe we're the con air of golf podcasts. I mean, we could wear dirty white tank tops and record next time. We could do a little of that. <laughs> Put the bunny in the box. <laughs> Put the yeah, bunny in the box. Bunny in the box. I don't know. I, th- I think we should uh, we should aspire to a little bit higher than than uh, Nick Cage. But hey, I mean, you know, he's he's made it a good career. So I don't know. Let's let's roll with it. Yeah, Nick Cage has done everything. He he hasn't done a golf movie that I know of. I mean, if you look up Nick Cage's movie list, it's quite extensive. But I'm pretty sure there's no golf movies on there. And, and that's our topic for the week: is you know taking movies and making it a family event. And so the question really is golf and movies out there. That's the the title of this episode, golf and movies. So I want to hear from you guys when you're sitting down with the family. Tell me your favorite golf movies uh, and your golf, your favorite golf movie moments. Have you, have you sat down lately with the family and watched some of these? Brian, you want to take this one or do you want me to start? Yeah, I'll start off. So, so my, my personal favorite golf movie is Caddyshack. Um, it's just a classic, right? It's, it's awesome. Um, I recently discovered, um, Caddyshack 2 and I want to talk about that real quick, but, um, like, like nothing that, um, that nothing that's in Caddyshack is appropriate for my boys. So (laughs) we haven't watched a golf movie yet. So still waiting to get a little bit older till we bust that one out. But, uh, that, that is, that is my favorite, um, uh, golf movie. Yeah, you got about probably 12 years before you even touching that one with your boys, I would say. Yeah. For which one? Caddyshack 1 or Caddyshack 2? Or are they about the same? They're about the same. I I, I would have them watch Caddyshack 1. Um, Caddyshack 2 is is funny. You have a lot of movie quotes. I guess it's kind of like Con Air. <laughs> you got a lot of good quotes. <laughs> a lot of good explosions. Uh, it's pretty fun, but it it's not the original, so... Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gunning. So you, you think 12 years, Treb, on, on Caddyshack 1? So yeah, when they're right about like so. high school age, probably. Or do you yeah. think a little bit sooner than that? They might be a little sooner. sooner than that. Yeah. 
Yeah, What's the Caddyshack be. rating? What What is the rating on the first Caddyshack? Do you remember? Oh, it's got as far be as like Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Yeah. There's no. I mean, like, is it is it PG thirteen or is it R? I'm gonna I'm gonna check it. So, do you remember what it was when you watched it? I mean, it's got to be no. R. I, I remember there's some so, so scenes Shack, with Lacey I, Underall, right? You know, but back then in the 80s, you can get away with anything, really. Um, you know, what's what's PG-13 now is, you know, like G back in, um, you know, the 80s, 70s. Yeah, so the original Caddyshack was rated R, or it's yeah. now rated R. And then um, Caddyshack 2 is PG. So, I don't know, maybe start them off with, with, uh, with Caddyshack 2. I don't remember Caddyshack 2. Caddyshack, of course. I mean, 1980. Yeah, I looked it up right now. It is rated R. Chevy Chase, Bill Murray. I mean, a little bit of drug references in there. Like, every, we, I mean, we've all seen it, right? A <laughs> little bit of Bill Murray. I mean, we're in uh, Chevy Chase. I'm just going to play through. I mean, right that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's a great scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bill Murray on his own is probably rated R in that movie. Yeah, well, yeah, um, so, so that scene, what, what's... You know, people probably know this, but that scene that um, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray did um, in the Greenskeeper's house in, in Bill Murray's where they, they just start going off, that was all ad-libbed. I mean, that's what makes that movie so great is that those two guys together, <laughs> I mean, they just had whole scenes that weren't even in a script <laughs> and it, it made the movie. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Epic golf movie. I like that, Brian. I like the pick. It's definitely up there in my top three. Um I, you know, I loved Bill Murray, loved Chevy Chase. I was not a big Rodney Dangerfield fan. Did you guys like Rodney Dangerfield in that movie? Yeah, plus minus for me. Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't I think, really do it for I think me, he was though. a good. I think he was a good character in the movie. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, like we all know going out to play at you know a golf course, you all can spot the um, you know his character. <laughs> Every golf course has one. <laughs> so I mean, it's and if you can't see one, it's you. I mean, that's. Uh, I don't remember Caddyshack 2. I'll be honest. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. Yeah. I'm same here. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. it's To be honest, um, you know, we kind of got the, the topic. And so, I went back and watched Caddyshack. And then um, I saw like once I searched it on, um, you know, uh, Amazon, I saw Caddyshack 2. I was like, what? They made a Caddyshack 2? So, of course, I had to watch it. <laughs> so, so, you did. Um, what was the premise of Caddyshack 2? Um, so same Bushwood, um, some different players, but basically it's this, uh, land developer, um, who plays the Rodney Dangerfield character again. Um, and he's trying to build, uh, low income housing or middle income housing, that's what he calls it, um, like around Bushwood. And so everybody gets up in arms and he's, he's trying to join the club and they won't let him. And so he basically just buys 53% of the club from, um, Chevy Chase's character who apparently owned 53% of Bushwood. So, um, it's just this like, you know, he takes it over and, and totally makes it into like a carnival scene. And, um, it's, it's kind of that, that same fight between, you know, high class and low class. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good, but, um, it, it produced one of the, my favorite quotes. Um, and this is from, um, and this is just about golf, but it's from Ty Webb, uh, Chevy Chase's character. And, um, he's talking about golf and I think, I think the first line is, you know, you want to play around a golf. And he's like, I didn't think you were playing. He's like, well, not outside. And then he says, um, I finally got it down to the absolute basic essentials, club, ball, swing. The rest of it is just walking around the park wearing funny pants. Just <laughs> nice. classic, classic, uh, simple, like that. that's what golf is. That's <laughs> so, it. Walk around with silly pants. That's right. There it is. Have fun. So I love yeah. Michael Michael O'Keefe and Caddyshack. I mean, he he just makes it. And I know he made a little comeback with the uh, 
the reunion on it just recently. If you guys saw that, Michael O'Keefe was he was kind of popular there for again for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. So you watched it? Did you watch it with your wife? Not your boys, right? Just your wife? Uh, yeah, my wife was on her iPad the whole time. So um, yeah, I was watching oh. it. I guess with her, but <laughs> she didn't care for it too much. <laughs> so, I mean, because the whole episode right now, we're talking about making golf golf night uh, or movie night, a golf movie night. Well, so she was with you, right? I mean, she was on her iPad, but it, it, that counts as a date night. I, I would count that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you scored. You went, You watched a golf movie. Yep. Yep. So, it was good. Um, but I, yeah, I wouldn't recommend Caddyshack 2 unless you have some, um, I don't know, free time. Some COVID, spare, COVID time I, I don't know, maybe COVID time. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's COVID, a COVID time, movie. Yeah. yeah. COVID movie. Yeah. I'm always looking for something new. Uh, Trevor, what did you watch with your, your wife and kids? Uh, my wife wasn't involved. She, she, I put it on the kids to kind of find stuff for us to watch, you know? So we kind of went through, I had to, I had to be careful though. Cause some of the things you type in, you know, uh, like a swing away movie and you get swingers. It's kind of, it's, it's tough. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, we, we started off with Netflix and there's a good one there. And I think I've referenced this before, but it's not so much a movie, but it's, uh, it's just, it's a, it's called the short game. And it's about, uh, basically like mm. these seven and eight year old, like us kids, golf, um, tournament players that are basically the best in the U S and the world rather. And, uh, kind of kind of chronicles their journey to the uh, Pinehurst like international championship. And so my kids seem to like that the one the most. I mean, it's pretty interesting. You know, you got a lot of good characters. I mean, I think uh, Anna Kornikova's um, little brother is one of the stars on that show. It's kind of interesting. He's funny on there. He's a yeah. character. Yeah, I know. He's a character. And then there's also the South African kid that's uh, pretty funny too. My kids liked. And uh, but yeah, you know, you see a lot of like, because this is where I'm at, you know, I'm kind of trying to get into that, you know, kids golf tournaments and things and, you know, kind of seeing both sides of the parenting world, right? Like one intense dad, that's just like, you know, yelling at his kid every turn of the way. And then other ones that are just kind of there to just, you know, be supportive. So it's kind of interesting to see, see that dynamic. And um, my kids just really liked it because there were, you know, other kids actually playing golf in it. So that seemed to be the best one for us. The short game. Yes, yeah, so your kids were interested in the other kids in the short game. I remember the uh, the dad. I think it, it was like the the girl Tiger Woods, um, the girl version yes. of Tiger Woods, right? Yep. That's what. Yep. Yeah, and and he was just. I, I remember feeling so much pressure at, that he's placing as a parent, like you're going to be the savior of this family, right? <laughs> and, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I actually, mean, they, I found another, um, there's an extension of this. There's a whole like ser- series. Uh, I think it's like a season of 10 episodes that kind of follows other eight kids and families. And it's a lot of that. And it's actually, it's actually more dark than the short game movie itself. Cause there's a lot of just uh, the dads just being really aggressive towards their kids. Kind of like that dad you're talking about, Jared. And so it's kind of hard to mm. watch. And I haven't, my kids didn't watch the, the season of 10 episodes just because, um, I started watching the first two on my own and I was like, this is too intense. They're going to get scared of golf, frankly, because these dads are just like <laughs> putting so much pressure on their seven-year-olds. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you sit there and tell your seven-year-old, you're the savior of the family with your talent. I mean, that is, that is some serious pressure to put on a kid. Yeah. And I mean, and one dad too is just like cussing every other second, you know, and his seven or eight-year-old. It's just, it's, it's tough to watch. And I, I mean, I get it. They're trying to get the best for their kids and kind of, you know, try to get the most out of them, but it seems like it's mostly the dad's journey and not so much the kid's journey. So, you know, I, I kind of am interested to look and see where those kids end up, you know, in the golf world, like, cause I bet a lot of them just get burnt out from, you know, their dad's just kind of getting aggro on them all the time. Right. So you guys watched the short game. Did you watch anything else? 
Yeah, we actually went through quite a bit. Um, you know, I have two girls, as I mentioned before, and they kind of like this one called uh, Swing Away. Uh, it's a PG uh, movie and it's it stars, uh, do you guys remember American Pie uh, from our our days mm-hmm. back in? Um, yeah. Th- there was a foreign exchange student. Her, I think her real name is Shannon Elizabeth, but uh, yes. she's, oh, she's yes. making yes. a resurgence. Sorry, yeah, no. Let's just take a moment. Let's take a moment. Sorry, everybody. Let's take a moment. Let's okay. pause for a moment of silence. Um, <laughs> Yeah, for all of our uh, youth. Um, but no, she's actually the star and she's this uh, basically an LPGA tour. She's kind of at the top, but she gets the yips basically on this championship golf match. And um, she loses, she gets second place and she gets super pissed and just goes off. And uh, she actually throws her putter into the ground, like spikes it into the ground right next to the hole and just like loses it. So she needs to take a break. She goes to... Greece and visits her grandma and grandpa just to take a break. And in the process of the, she actually gets suspended from the tour. And in the process of this, um, ends up going to her old uh, golf course where she kind of grew up and learned the game and finds another girl who's, you know, maybe 10 or so and just starting to, uh, pick up the game. So she kind of takes her under her wings and same thing. There's kind of a developer that wants to come in and take the course. So they like actually pit the 10 year old girl against the developer owner guy. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, she wins. Uh, I don't know how a, tw- yes. a 12 year old <laughs> wins against a, you know, a seven, 70 year old. Five <laughs> totally believable. Handicap. Totally believable. <laughs> oh, but, hey guys, it's happened. It's happened to me. Don't, I mean, don't, don't knock it. It can happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's not, it's not, it's not a great movie by any means. And my, my kids certainly aren't Siskel and Ebert, but they, um, they, they liked that one just because it involved girls, you know, and it was a little more mm. kind of fluffy, you know, it wasn't so serious, you know, so that was, that was actually their favorite. So if you have dads out there listening that have kids that are in the seven to nine range, uh, swing away was decent. If you're looking for some sort of golf related movie. Okay. Well, I watched, yeah, I watched a few movies. Um, the whole first disclaimer, none of these movies are appropriate for kids. I have to throw that out. I watched Tin Cup. I don't know if you guys remember Tin Cup, Kevin Costner. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I love Tin Cup. That and is also Ch- rated uh, Cheech R. Cheech Marin, right? Cheech Marin is in it and Don Johnson. Don't forget Don Johnson. And Renee uh, yes. Russo. Yes. Renee Russo. Yes. yes. So it's rated R though. So you can't really watch it with the kids. I think there's like 20 or more F-bombs in Tin Cup. So not really appropriate to watch with the kids. You could watch it with the wife though, because it does have the romantic comedy. I think- yeah. Brian, your your wife may be a little bit more into Tin Cup because, you know, it's a great story. Kevin Costner falls for Rene Russo, brings him along. But there's some great Absolutely. golf moments in that movie, I will say. There's some – you think back, I, I always – I love the scene where, if you remember, Kevin Costner. So, the story is he's this, like, run-down PGA pro guy running some some driving range in West Texas and – you know, I can't remember that. I think the tournament comes through town and he sees his old rival, Don Johnson, and it it sparks that up and he wants to steal Rene Russo and all that good, like awesome storyline. But um, so Kevin Costner is going to rejoin the tour and he takes some bets and he does some ridiculous things with the, I think it was a seven iron or, or a five yeah, iron. I can't remember. Seven iron. Is seven it seven iron? iron? Yeah. He yeah. like plays the whole round with the seven iron. And my favorite scenes when he gets the, uh, he, he gets the yips also and He's sitting there and he he can't hit a ball to save his life. He goes from just dominating with a seven iron and then he just can't hit the ball. And Cheech Marin goes tells him, 
Like take all the change out of your pocket and put it in your left pocket and take this and put it in your other pocket. And he just does all these like ridiculous things. And all of a sudden he hits the ball pure. And I'm just like, what? That that never works. And his it's, line is, is, is like, Oh, you just got to clear your head, right? Like you're thinking too much. Yeah. And yeah. it's a 90% mental game, right? Right. 90%. So I'm telling you every time when I get the yips on the course, I usually think back to Cheech Marin and I, if I have any change in my pocket, I put it in the left pocket. So I still remember that scene. And then the other great scene, of course, is the final closing scene when Kevin Costner rips like, I think, uh, six balls into the water. Oh, yeah. And he keeps yeah. like reaching out. He's like, give me another one. And he and he goes and he hits the green and one rolls off and the crowd's going crazy. And I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, this is no, no way. Like, this is so not believable. And he's like, this is your last ball. You know, if you remember that dramatic <laughs> moment, I'm like, yeah. it's just so Hollywood. And I did a little research and I found out it's not that Hollywood, if you guys know that. There's actually been a few times where pros have, have had similar moments of hitting five, six balls into the water. Did you did you know that? No. No. Uh, anybody anybody you examples? You, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So the first example, 2011, my favorite, John Daly. John Daly at the Australian <laughs> Open hit seven balls into the water and until he finally ran out of balls and he walked off the course. So, John Daly did it in the Australian <laughs> Open. To a bar, probably. Uh, probably. Love John Daly. We'll talk about him on another show. Uh, I look back. He John Daly also did it in 1998 and he took an 18, a score of an 18 on a single hole after hitting six balls into the water. And, and, oh. so, oh, and then 2018, Sergio Garcia did it. He hit five straight balls into the water to finish with a 13 on the hole. So, mm. I kind of believe 10 cup now. I mean, I think he scored a 12 on the hole, an epic moment at the end. And so, the movie kind of gets boosted in my opinion a little bit. But... Mm -hmm. Full disclaimer, it's not a kid-appropriate movie, like I said. A lot of, lot of F-bombs. Uh, I think there's a there's at least one nice romantic scene with he and Rene Russo. So, not so much that you want your kids under, you know, that 13, 14 to watch, whatever your, your age limit is for rated R. Um, so, we got Tin Cup. We got Caddyshack. These are great golf movies. We got Swing Away. We got The Short Game. What about, you know, we didn't talk about Happy Gilmore. I know that's got to be up on the top five list. <laughs> That was the first one I went after, you know, just because I was part of my youth. And so, you know, I, I popped it in and uh, first scene, you know, when they're doing the credits, he's, you know, going through all of his occupations. He's like a janitor. He gets on the mop and he just starts thrusting and, you know, <laughs> with it, with the mop behind him and, and, and he gets the cone. He starts doing the cone as a construction worker. And I was like, oh, man, I can't wait. Right. I forgot about all that. And uh, so I didn't let the kids watch that one, of course. But yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Yeah, we got... I mean, those are definitely top five. There, there are other golf movies out there. I, I did fall victim to watching The Eagle and the Albatross. That was on Amazon. Total COVID movie. Uh, I don't recommend that one. That was a horrible movie. And that might get, I mean, I'm not really one to review, so I wouldn't leave a one star, but it wouldn't get five stars. So <laughs> you could skip that one. Skip that one. You know, I, I did find another one on Disney for the kids too, for talking, you know, what's appropriate for kids in movie night and kind of getting involved. Um, it was the, uh, the greatest game ever played. Have you guys seen that one? It's, it was kind of like uh, Disney production 2000, I think three or four, somewhere back there. Shia LaBeouf. Remember him? Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, no, I've I never seen I this I don't watch one. it. 
Okay. I haven't watched it, but yeah. I've seen it on, on Disney Plus when we're scrolling through stuff, so. Yeah, it's it's decent, you know. It's uh, you know, you let your kids get a little bit older, but it's uh, it's it's old. Basically, it follows uh, Francis we met, which is uh, basically the first amateur to ever win the U.S. Open. It was like in 1913, and he's you know he's basically a local kid. They they're trying to um, get a local you know representation from a good player, and he, he kind of came up through uh, like the caddy world basically, and um, was playing pretty well, and so he got invited to play, and actually ended up beating like. The top Euro guy at the time, which is, I think, Harry Varden. And uh, it just kind of chronicles his, you know, his, that one true success story. So it's actually based off, you know, true events, which was kind of cool. And they kind of break it down. There's a, there's a, you know, scene where they basically have him get into the moment of shots. And this was good for kids to kind of visualize, but they basically take a scene where he's kind of lining up a shot. He sees a flag in the distance. And then all of a sudden the flag just gets real big all like the people on the, along the sides of the fairway go away. And it just, is just, you know, him and the flag basically. And so it's kind of nice to see that sort of thing and let the kids kind of visualize, you know, that's, that's what the pros do. You know, that's what, that's what the good golfers do. So that was, that was kind of neat. And then also too, there's a caddy that's in there. That's only 10 years old that caddies for this kid or Shia LaBeouf's caddy. And he's, he's quite the character too. So the kids like that one as well. So yeah, it's called the greatest game ever uh, played. And I think it's from like 2005, somewhere in there. But you should check it out once the kids get a little bit older. Yeah, a little bit older. I mean, the, so that's what we're talking about. Golf night, make it a movie night. If it's with your kids, we got a few recommendations there, some Disney ones, um, you know, a couple that are a little older kids. So I, I want to ask you guys, thinking as a parent, because uh, I, we're home watching a lot of COVID movies and my daughter is two years old and I've started to see it, it probably picked up around 18 months where I noticed she was picking up on things on TV. And now at two years old the other day, I was actually watching an episode of Gold Rush and uh, she repeated, um, what is she, she? I think she repeated, what the heck? And I looked over and I was like, oh, <laughs> we're in a pick that one up. Yeah. And it was right. I mean, it was right during the episode. So I knew I, I heard it on the TV and then she said it and I'm like, oh. She's picking up things that we're watching. So kind of pivot and make sure that what we're watching is appropriate when she's awake. And and she was doing something else playing in the living room, but she heard it and she said it. So I can think back to my own childhood and I remember watching a couple movies really stand out. I remember watching Under Siege, uh, you know, <laughs> Steven Seagal. And yeah. I was, I should not have seen that movie at the age I saw it. I mean, I just remember <laughs> I watched that in the movies with my parents and, um, and, you know, there's a couple scenes in there. There's one in particular that uh, as a young boy and I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't be in here watching this right now. And that was a rated R movie. I remember also going and watching Cliffhanger and the movies wouldn't let my buddy and I in. And so my my mom actually just said, oh, oh it's OK. They can go in. She had no idea what Cliffhanger was about. I mean, that one was also rated R, not not a, you know, a little different movie. But I ask you guys, what is your guidelines for rated R movies with your kids? Uh, have you, I mean, Trevor, you have the oldest kids. And so it's seven, seven to nine years age. I mean, have you guys talked about that? Uh, no, we actually haven't. Um, you know, in terms of when we would let them watch rated R movie, I guess I would obviously have to screen the movie first. I wouldn't just take them to under siege like your parents did to see <laughs> whatever that scene was where someone's dying. It's a or good movie. Knifed like crazy. Steven Seagal was big into knives, wasn't he? He was always like taking people out with knives. Lots of knives and hand fighting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but no, I haven't. I mean, I, I, you know, I guess 
the recommendation would be 17, but none of us ever waited till we were 17 to see rated R movies, right? I mean, I think I was probably 10 yeah. or 11 or 12 before I'm seeing, you know, you know, a, a, a boob here or there or something, you know, <laughs> lots of <laughs> well, we referenced American. Well. <laughs> we referenced American Pie, Shane Elizabeth. I mean, that was, yeah. I think that yeah. was right when we, I mean, this might either date ourselves or cause us to be a little bit younger. I don't know about our audience quite yet, but um, yeah, that was right when we were like graduating high school, right? And that was... Maybe yeah, you were 18, maybe you were 17, depending on, yeah, yeah, when, when uh, your birthday was, but yeah, that was, that was close. I mean, that was an RR movie <laughs> as yeah, far as nudity goes, almost, right? So, right. Yeah. No. And then there's, you know, there's all sorts of movies during our high school years, you know, varsity blues and all that stuff that was a little bit, you know, oh, a little risque. 10. So, 10. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's a tough call, Jared. I think uh, probably, you know. 15, 16, 17, they're already getting exposed to it these days anyways, you know, so just trying to monitor it before that time. I hate to, I hate to say it. Um, I mean, my boys are only two and a half and four and a half, so I haven't quite dealt with it yet, but, um, internet usage, um, it's going crazy with, uh, the youth these days. So they're getting exposed to a lot more stuff than we were at, at that age, I think. So oh, it's sure. going to be a hard for conversation. Sure. You just have to keep having those conversations, right? Yeah. 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 And in the kids, I mean, if you haven't had that age yet as a dad, it, I mean, I noticed it right around the 18 months. She was paying attention to what was on TV and starting to to look and sounds might have an impact. And now it's what's being said. It, it, she can repeat it or she knows what's up. She knows when there's a little scary music, it's a scene she doesn't like. And so I, I don't know if we really stop and realize what age they know what's going on the TV, but you definitely want to take that into consideration if you, you want what your, your kid's watching and not watching. And I agree that yeah. maybe that 15 years old, 16 years old for that rated R. I think that's a good point though, Jared, on the other side. So the younger kids, um, cause when they're babies, you know, probably the first year you can watch whatever on TV and everything's okay. They're not really paying attention for the first six months. I don't know when it is, but they can't really see anything past a certain point. So you're really not exposing them to much when you're kind of watching your own shows, but as soon as they hit, I think when my boys, when my first son hit like a year, it was basically just all of his shows <laughs> all the, or sports, <laughs> right? That was it. That's all yeah. we were watching while he was awake. And then adult shows were when he was asleep. So like on the other side of it, like when do you let your kids watch those movies? And then also like when they get to a certain age, when do you have to stop watching those movies in front of them, right? So I think that's another another discussion you have to have as, as parents. For yeah. sure. So maybe our all our movies we shared today, well, almost all of them, Trevor, you had some family-friendly ones, are date night movies with your wife. And date night is a whole other topic because if you saw uh, on my Instagram, I took my wife on a date golfing and that's a whole nother show right there, guys. We talk about that round. But um, setting that, I mean, we get a lot of questions about how do you golf more with your kids? How do you make it a family event? I get a lot of questions about how do you do this as a dad? And I'm telling you, if you can take a movie night and turn it into something where it's the theme, it makes a little bit more fun, I think you might get a little bit more leeway when you go golf. You might be able to start off with a date golf event with your wife. That might be an option. So, did you come up with a uh, pre-date night golf movie that you watched or did, how did, did you find one that was successful for your date night, Jared? Oh, I'm telling you, we watched Eagle and the Albatross and, and oh, that was no. not successful. So, yeah, I'm going to skip that one. I would go with the tin cup reference if you want a date night with your wife. I would, okay. 
I, I think you'd have to rent it right now. I don't think it's available. It's it's on streaming, but you have to rent it for like two ninety nine. I would go with Tin Cup for the date night movie reference. I think they have it on like a marathon on AMC or something. I mean, there's one of those stations where it's like on all the time because I, I keep you know stroll you know through COVID just kind of randomly going through TV programs and I, I'd see Tin Cup you know once or twice a week at least. Or you or, or you could just you could just borrow my DVD, Jared. I'll send it to you in the mail. <laughs> oh yes, I would love it. It'll probably come yeah. on again with the Masters coming up. I'm I'm sure they'll start airing it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, can I just throw one? Do we have a little time, Jared? I just want to throw one in I, I, for the, the the parents and basically guys our age that are going through this. I think our listeners might relate to this a little bit. But I found something called the Back Nine on Amazon. And uh, have you guys seen this at all? Uh, no. Heard of this? Okay. Hmm. It's basically a guy like us who has, um, I think he's almost 40 at the time and has like a two-year-old and um, his, bright, his wife gets pregnant with his second uh, child. And he his goal is to try to become a pro at the age of 40. And he's, I mean, he's, he's us, he's like a 15 handicap and he's like going to throw all of his resources into trying to get to, uh, be a pro status, like, you know, try to do the whole deal. And, you know, they actually interview like Cheech Marin and there's some other people in there that like celebrities that kind of like say, this guy's crazy. Uh, I think, um, Matt Kuchar's in there as well. And it's like, uh, you know, I don't, there's, there's no way you can do this. And so, uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't do it, but he puts all the effort into it. He's got like, you know, swing coaches, he's gotten, he's got like, um, mental coaches, you know, he puts, uh, basically a, a putting green in his backyard and he tries to do like an amateur tour status for like two years. And ultimately his work kind of gets in the way and family and everything. And he's, you know, crippled by some of the other things we're dealing with, you know, like kids and things. And so he actually gets from a 15 down to a four which is pretty good, you know, and, uh, wow. he, he won, he won his flight, I think, or got second in his flight and actually got invited to like the national amateur tournament that he was playing in at the time. So he did make some, make some remarkable, you know, turnaround, but didn't, didn't make it to the circuit, but I thought it was pretty funny, you know, a guy like us trying to, trying to actually get to tour status with family and work and all that. So it's called the back nine. I think it's from like 2009, somewhere in there. So check it out if you get an extra minute or two. I like cool. it. I, I definitely, I haven't seen that. I want to check that out. So with that in talking about movies and family night and what you do with your, your wife and your kids, it really leads us into our dad tips for the week or our parent tips for the week and our golf tips for the week. Okay. Our dad tip of the week comes from a friend of mine. And when we were discussing the podcast, uh, she's a parent of three kids. And I asked about some tips for our parents. And we talked about the first rule of being a parent. Don't judge another parent. So simple, right? Don't do it. We never know the real story of what's going on. And I know I have been there where I just need a little YouTube to get me through the night. I need a little quiet time. I need some thoughts to myself. And YouTube is sometimes the magic answer for me. You know, another situation, I was really bad at changing diapers for at least nine months. I mean, I was horrible. I couldn't do it. If I was in a pit crew and this was a race with a race car, I'd be fired. The wheel would have come off, it would have been all crooked, the car would have been slow, we probably would have had an accident on the first turn, but you know what? We're not in a race. I'm just here being dad, and and that's what matters. Um, it really, I think back to when my kid was going through some critical growth benchmarks, uh, some key stages growing up, you know, the walking, the talking, the crawling, friends would always ask, oh, is she walking yet? And my daughter was a late walker. Uh, you know, this would commonly lead to comparative benchmarks with kids. So the tip is don't judge and don't compare. Instead of asking what someone's kid can't do, 
or what they, they haven't been able to do yet, focus on what they can do. So instead of asking things that remind us what we might not be doing, ask them what their kid is doing really well. Say, hey, what's the favorite thing your daughter is doing right now? They'll share with you. And if there are challenges, they'll ask for your help there too. So stop comparing. You'll be happier with your friendship. A fact of life is that everyone raises kids differently. No one has a silver bullet. And what works for you is not guaranteed to work with me. Trust me, this will keep your friends around. Uh, It's going to keep you happier and you'll enjoy it. So thanks for that tip this week. And our golf tip this week, this one comes from a conversation I had with one listener about swing speed. And he shared with me he was getting over 120 miles per hour on his swing speed with his driver. This was verified from some simulator pictures he sent. Now, this is an incredible speed for an amateur player. We talked about the different methods you can achieve high swing speeds. And one secret tip is it really starts in your lower body. One of the best things you can do with your swing is to get your lower body connected to your upper body in your entire golf swing. So I looked through and found an excellent drill and tip from Michael Breed. And he shows in this instructional video, it's how to create that golf sequence. He calls it the effortless power in the golf swing. And the key to his drill is the action involving your left knee and your left thigh. So what I'd like you to do is if you take your backswing, you take it to its peak and hold it there. And to start that downswing, Michael shows you how to rotate that left knee and that left thigh outwards towards your target to begin that downswing. We could add in the the action where you'd want to sit in. You want to squat into that with your lower body. And the important note here for golfers is you're not shifting your hips towards the target. You don't want to slide towards the target. That's a misconception. I have been guilty of that. It troubled my swing for a long time. I had that. It was a, a hitch in there that I, it took me many, many rounds of practice to, to figure out. You don't want to slide towards your target. You want to shift that weight, to rotate that left knee, rotate that left thigh. Michael shows you a great video how to do this, and you can set yourself up with some easy things around the house to focus on this. I've seen guys do it against a wall and they'll take their backswing. Your left foot is against the base of the wall. And as you start that downswing, you really start it with rotating that left knee and getting it to touch the wall. He's going to show you with a pool noodle how to do that. Again, you can modify it to what you need. I really like to practice this drill. It's going to get your lower body involved. And the next step we'll focus on will be those hands and what to do. But for now, let's really focus on connecting those hips, connecting that lower body to the downswing you're going to increase your swing speed. You're going to get that easy extra distance. We're talking 15, 20 yards for pretty much all players. So excellent tip this week brought to you by Michael Breed. We appreciate it. The video will be in the show notes. And Trevor, I know you've been trying to hit 300 yards, so this might get you there. Yeah. I just won't slide. That's for sure. Treb, I think if you want to get to 300 yards, um, you just got to start eating like uh, 8,000 calories a day like DeChambeau. So. Just, yeah. just get on I the actually, food, man. Get on, get on the protein shakes. I actually got it today. I mean, I, uh, you know, it depends on hey, elevated tea is. box, elevated tea box. I'm talking in, in person, you know, I had elements with me. I had a little, uh, a helping wind and a little downhill, don't, uh, run out. Don't, so. d- don't, don't tell me about the wind. Just tell me how far the ball goes. Yeah. I think, I, I think I gunned it probably around 315, 320 with a little, with the hard roll. It's getting cold out here. So it's, uh, it's rolling a little further now. You've just listened for free. Now here's the deal. Go to our website at birdiedads.com and join us. You will get our golf starters guide and our golf coloring book for kids free right now by signing up. 
It just takes an email. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time.